Yeah, so I'll pray for us, and we'll, we'll dive into this theme of uh, Christ's reconciliation. Let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, this morning. Um, as we just pause to, to reflect and pray to you, we know that, um, that this is uh, the question of who is Jesus is the most important question that we can answer, um, because at the end, uh, you will ask us not what we've accomplished or who we were or uh, what we were or where we lived or what we did. You'll ask us, who did you think Jesus was and, and what he came to do? So uh, we, we uh, come before you this morning um, asking that you would help us, help us to understand um, why we need reconciling, uh, that we really do. Uh, we are uh, your enemies apart from Christ and, and how um, Jesus' uh, work on our behalf um, brings us peace with you, uh, peace that we can rest in and uh, peace that we can hope in. So uh, uh, be with us. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Okay, so uh, we're looking at, like I said, the topic of Christ being our reconciler. And the big idea here is, uh, is just, um, is, is, is we're going to look at the need for, for reconciliation. Why do we need to be reconciled to God? And then we're going to look at the hope of reconciliation. Like, what does it mean that we're reconciled to God? And how does that inform um, our greatest hope, our greatest longings? And before we get there, I'm going to look at uh, something that kind of like, um, kind of like mend the soil, the question of why can't we all just get along, right? We live in a world that just, it's clear, you watch the news, you read the news, you talk about the news, or even you just think about your own personal life, there, there, there are probably people that are just impossible to get along with, uh, and sometimes if you think that about everybody, that's actually probably true of you. So anyway, uh, you may be hard to get along with, why, why can't we all just get along? What's wrong with the world? Why can't we just be together? Why can't we just love one another? Uh, why is it so hard after, you know, humanity has been around for all these thousands of years? Why is it so hard to get along? And then lastly, we'll look at uh, how this applies to our life and what does it mean to be ministers of reconciliation, the reconciliation that we have received. So why can't we always get along? Does anyone know who Rodney King is? He was uh, probably not. So um, uh, the, the L.A. race riots uh, happened uh, way before your time. I was 10 years old. I remember it. In 1995, Rodney King was beaten because uh, he was African-American, um, and he was targeted and beaten by police officers, and um, it was videotaped. So, uh, you know, back then, people didn't have phones that they could just whip out, right? Uh, they, like, you had to have, like, a big old videotape. So there was a lot of, like, uh, stuff happening culturally, um, and um, African-Americans were being targeted. There were a lot of laws that were passed, um, that, that made it difficult for them just to, to, to walk freely in the streets. And Rodney King in L.A. Was, was targeted, beaten, and then recorded, which led to an uproar because for the first time, uh, this was, something like this was, was, was recorded, and it, and it reached through uh, local news and through the news. It reached everybody's home, and it, just, it, was, it, it created, created an uproar. And it went to trial, and the four uh, police officers that uh, beat him were acquitted, and they were, they were stripped of their uh, badges, I guess, uh, so to speak, if that's even a thing. Um, but, uh, and they, they weren't allowed to, and I, I don't know what their sentence was. And then afterwards, after, this is him after the trial, he uh, was, uh, he was uh, they came before, they, you know, reporters walked up to him, ran up to him after the trial, like, you know, King, do you feel like you've, you, you've got justice? Tell us about what, what's going on in you. Like, what are you feeling? And he just says, uh, why can't we all just get along? 
Like, that's all he had to say. He wasn't like, hooray, my, my attackers were, were acquitted and found guilty, and they were stripped of their, uh, their badges. He wasn't like, I feel good about what happened because now there's justice. He was still sorrowful, even though he had justice, and he just posed a question that became famous, why can't we all just get along? And um, if you think about the history of man, it, you know, races don't get along, genders don't get along, nations don't get along. Um, there's just so much of ungetting along. It, you have to ask the question that he asked, why can't we all just get along? Why is it so hard to get along? Why is there so much um, conflict between people? Um, why, why can't we reconcile? Why can't we be together? And, um, and that is, is, is a great question. Uh, fast forward 10 years later. Does anybody know this song, We Are the World? We are the world. We are the children. You guys know that song? So when I was born, this was the song that was like, um, um, like if you Google like April 1985, what was the number one song in America? This was it. So I was born into this madness. But uh, it was this benefit thing, USA for Africa. I don't know the context. Uh, again, I was just born. I think it had something to do with the AIDS epidemic in Africa. Uh, but uh, the, the pop culture world of that time, which you can't see, but it's like Michael Jackson and I don't know. That's all I know. Probably some other people that we've never heard of uh, besides Michael Jackson. I think this is Michael Jackson, actually, in the, in the yellow. Anyway, uh, they, they came together and they all sang a song together uh, about how we are one and we are the world and we all love each other. We're all together, which is a great aspiration and a great thing. Uh, and in that, uh, the, the, the chorus says this, we are the world, we are the children, we are the ones who make a brighter day, so let's start giving. There's a choice we're making, we're saving our own lives, it's true, we'll make a better day, just you and me. And uh, if we were to fast forward 35 years later, uh, the world isn't much of a better place. There's more technology, there's more um, uh, connection you know, amongst people, there's better education, there's better... Um, you know, research on why we can't get along, but we still can't get along. The, the hope and the aspiration that this uh, song communicates never came to be. And, and it's because of this phrase, we're saving our own lives. We think that we as people can reconcile one another, we can reconcile ourselves to God by just being better, by doing more, by having more, by being smarter, by doing things but what we realize is that this, this, um, this idea of being reconciled to one another, which is greater, a greater part of being reconciled to God, is impossible because it's not an economic problem. It's not a uh, we can't just all get along, let's love one another problem. It's not an uh, allocation of resources problem. Uh, those things are great and opportunity is great for people. Uh, but really it's a spiritual problem is that we were created in God's image to be with God, to live with God, and we, we declared war against Him, and therefore have, are at enmity, are enemies of God, which has resulted in uh, enemies with one another. That's the, the biblical philosophical view. So anyway, Bob Dylan, you know who Bob Dylan is? Yeah, Bob Dylan. Yeah, some people know who Bob Dylan is. No? Who, uh, younger guys, do you guys know who Bob Dylan is? He's like a folky guy, he's still alive. Yo. Yeah, he's he's like. Oh yeah, it's Bob Marley. Bob Dylan, Bob Marley, very similar, right? No, 
but they, yeah, they have the first name Bob. Bob, Bob Jones, Bob Marley. Anyway, <laughs> Bob Jones is here. I just saw him. Where'd he go? No. Oh, there he is. Hey, Bob. <laughs> anyway, so Bob Dylan, so get back on track, Eric. Bob Dylan, uh, so you can like Google or you can like YouTube, um, the, you can YouTube the, the music video and they're all singing together, right? And we can make the world a better place, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it's really funny that uh, they actually, there's, a, there's research that was done about the, the, like, their gross income as a group, all these, all these pop stars, and it could like, eradicate, like, either, it was like either world poverty or world hunger or, uh, or eradicate, um, eradicate um, uh, the water problem, whatever you call that, like clean water problem. But they're saying, like, they're singing about making the world a better place, and they have the resources to do so, but they don't actually do it, which is kind of a, kind of a funny thing, which is another topic for another day, I guess. But anyway, getting back on track, Bob Dylan, in the video, doesn't look happy. And he, he's like, and, and afterwards, reporters went up to him and said, hey, Bob, you're singing about this great thing for Africa, USA for Africa, and about making the world a better place, and how we all need to love one another and be together. And he's quoted saying this, um, why he looks so uncomfortable singing We Are the World, he said, I tell you why, because man cannot save himself. Which is a pretty profound uh, statement from somebody he wouldn't, I don't think he claims to be a Christian or understand the Christian worldview, but he has wisdom in life to understand that what? That we sing about these things, we sing about peace, we sing about harmony, we sing about reconciliation, but we don't have the ability to do it. We cannot save ourselves, we cannot reconcile ourselves. So going back to the original question, why can't we all just get along? Why is the world such a bad place? Why haven't we, after all these years, figured out how to live together? If the problem was having better resources or access to resources, then the solution would simply be better governance or allocation of resource. If the problem was lack of knowledge, then the solution would simply be better education and training. If the problem was lack of respect for others, then the solution would simply be tolerance and acceptance. However, the problem is a spiritual problem that takes a spiritual solution. Our relationship to self and others is broken because our relationship with God is broken. Therefore, since the problem is supernatural, right, we can't, we can't use the natural world, the natural resources to solve our problems. Uh, since the problem is supernatural beyond the natural, it must take a supernatural solution. Y'all catch that? And this is why Jesus came as the supernatural. Jesus came to reconcile us to God so that we would also be reconciled to one another. And it says draw a diagram, but I forgot my whiteboard, so I can't draw it. Let me think about this for a second. Ooh, I didn't forget my whiteboard. I just remembered where it was. So, anyway, I'm just going to do this real quick because I forgot to set it up. But, but what I'm talking about, I, I've shared this diagram with you guys before, just about, you know, why can't we be reconciled to one another? And I have markers. Where are my markers? Gosh. Behind the green bin, I found it. So basically, what, 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 I, what I talk about here is this. What I'm talking about here is this. Um, and, and, and like I said, I, I've shown this diagram before. So, you know, you have two people, right? There's person one and, and person two. And what I'm saying is, is that, like, we are created to live together, right? To, to, to live at peace with one another. 
But obviously, when you think about humanity as a whole, and you think about your own individual experience, what's, what's not true? You, you aren't at peace with everyone, or you haven't experienced full peace, right? So there is brokenness. And a lot of times, what, what people try to do to, is they try to figure out ways to fix this, right? But, but in reality, this cannot be fixed, because there's a greater relationship with God, right, that is also broken, that's what sin is, right? Sin severs our relationship with God, Adam and Eve. Uh, they were created to, 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 to live in a relationship with God, to live at peace with God. And the serpent comes in the garden and convicts them, convinces them otherwise that they don't need God and actually God's the enemy and you don't need to follow him and that you need to be, uh, have wisdom in your own eyes. So therefore, they, they join the serpent's rebellion and they rebel against God. And what's the first thing that happens? What did Adam and Eve do each, against each other? They hide and they blame and they produce shame, right? The Bible says that they were naked and unashamed before the fall, and then after the fall, they were shamed and they hid one another and they blamed one another. And then what did their kids do to each other? What did Adam's kids do to each other? They killed one another, right? I mean, that's pretty crazy if you think about it. It, it, it didn't take that long for us to not live at peace with one another. Hold on, just one second. And then, so... Um, but this also, we were created, uh, you know, and then I, this is the rest of the, the, the diagram, you know, the world. That's not world. So world, right? We are, we are, our relationship with ourselves is broken, and also our relationship with creation is also broken, right? This is, this is the rest of the diagram. So in order for us to be fixed, right, uh, our relationship with ourselves, right, we are, we are broken peoples, yeah, we are disordered. I don't mean we have disorient like we have disorders. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about disordering of longings of values. Our our relationship with ourselves is broken because we've elevated self to be the most important thing, right? Um, so so that's what that means. Our relationship with others is broken. We can't get along uh, at an individual level, at a cultural level, at a national level with other nations, right? There's 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 a lack of of the presence of peace in the world. But also too, our relationship we, we don't treat the world that we live in very well. We were given the mandate to care for God's creation, and we actually use it. We exploit it. We uh, misuse it. We pollute it. Uh, and uh, God is really, really concerned with the world that he created uh, and, and, and the task that he gave us to have dominion over it. So, and this is why Jesus is so important, because Jesus comes, and we'll read a verse in a little bit. Jesus comes, and he reconciles us to God, right, by the work of the cross, which leads to what? It leads to reconciliation with one another. It leads to self-reconciliation with self and reconciliation with our task of dominion, right? Um, when God reconciles us to God, uh, when God reconciles us to himself, we, have, we know what reconciliation is. We have true peace with God, which then results, can result in true peace with one another, uh, we have uh, peace with self because we are reoriented, right, where the main thing is the main thing and the lesser things are the lesser things so that we were created to live in perfect union with God and fellowship and peace with God, which, leads, which means that he is our greatest longing, he is our greatest pursuit. When that's reordered, we are, create, we are walking in who we, we were created to be. And then when that happens, we no longer use the world or creation, our work, our resources, whatever it may be, for self exaltation, which leads to destruction, but for God exaltation, which leads to creativity and cultivation. Does that make, does that make sense? 
So, so this idea of reconciliation, what I'm trying to paint a picture for you is that sin is real, that, that we are at, at enmity with God, we are, we are enemies of God, and that it, 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 it's because of that we cannot save ourselves. Just like Bob Dylan said, we can talk all day about loving one another and, 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 and saving the world and having new strategies for, for, to understand our disorders, but these things will always be broken until we are reconciled to God. So therefore, it is a spiritual problem. It is a supernatural problem, which leads to a supernatural solution, which is what? Christ and faith in Him. Right? So what I'm trying to tell you, it's really important because you can, you can labor and toil to, to fix relationships. Right? You can, you can toil and labor to fix yourself. You can toil and labor to try to fix the world and try to make everybody else come alongside with your program. But if you try to do it in isolation from God, you're going to create more problems. And that's, what, that's the history of man, right? It's not that we've, they don't recognize problems. People have recognized, and philosophers and educators have written since the history of man on how to make man better, right? We all have the same questions. We all have the same problems throughout history. It's the solutions. Um, and, and unfortunately, our curse uh, is that we look to solutions that create better, more problems. And I can't, I mean, there's so many examples I could go into, but I won't. So we, we are people who desperately need reconciliation, is, is, is what I'm trying to tell you. We need reconciliation, not just one another, not just with our purpose and our created, uh, with our created world, and not just with self. We are desperately need reconciliation with God. And, and that's the beauty of Christ. It was explained to us in Colossians 1, is that Jesus, because of Jesus and his work, we can have reconciliation that we can have peace with God. It says this, For in him, Jesus, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Uh, um, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, right? This is all things. This is the all things. That's what that means there. All things. All peoples, all tribes, all tongues, all nations, all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. So how does he reconcile? By making peace by his blood through self-sacrificial love that reorients us and saves us. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, who's he talking about there? He's not talking about like some like crazy people. He's just talking about regular men and women who are alienated from God and hostile in mind doing evil deeds, who are living for the glory of self, which led to the destruction of others. Some were like Cain and Abel, where they kill their brothers, and others, uh, you know, kill through gossip, through whatever, right? There's, it's not talking about some crazy evil thing that they were doing. The evil deeds was, was that um, they, they, they didn't know God, that they didn't live uh, for His glory, they lived for the good of self. And then 22, it says, He has now reconciled us in His body of flesh by His death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before Him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a minister. Uh, a commentator says this on that passage. In the closest that scripture comes to giving a definition of reconciliation, which we just saw, Paul here describes it as making peace. Reconciliation is peacemaking. Christ came to make peace before us and God. It involve, involves God's taking the initiative to make friends out of his enemies. 
right? Which is, a, which is a fascinating thing. It's not just that God creates peace between us, but that he invites us into his presence, into his home, into his family, and calls us friend, calls us child, calls us son and daughter. So it's like, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not just, oh, you're, you're a clean slate, you're good. It's like, no, what you desperately need is to be brought to me, not just be made, made right with me. Mm, since re- reconciliation is a picture of belonging to the realm of personal relations, right? It's a relational term. That's what, when fancy people write, that's what they say. It's relational. That's what that means. Uh, the need for reconciliation is fractured, res- fractured relations, right? We know that we have a need for reconciliation because we have a fractured relationship with God. We need to be reconciled because we are God's foes due to our sin. Through the, though the cause of the conflict is entirely our sin, and God is without fault. He is not at peace with us until he reconciles us to himself. What it's saying there is that God, it's not God's fault that we sinned against him, that we sinned against him, and that we declared war on him. Right? He has every right to just leave us be and let us destroy one another and destroy the earth that he put us on. But that's not his plan. That's not who he is because he is a God of love. And he pursues us in Christ. And he, and he calls us again. Not only does he make peace with us by the blood of the cross, but he invites us into his, into his presence. Um, we all know what it feels like to feel unpresentable, right? Just think about this for a second. When have you felt unpresentable? When have you, like, you know, right? Like, I, I remember, like, uh, my grandma, uh, she's been passed away for probably eight years now. But she, she had a very tidy house. And whenever I would go over to see her, she would talk about how unpresentable her house was, right? She'd be like, oh, it's such a mess in here, and I, you should have told me you are coming over so that I could clean up, or my table's such a mess, and, you know, I want to give you some lunch, but it's such a mess, and there'd be like a letter on there or something, right? But, but th- that's an example, right? When I was going, uh, when my body was changing and I had lots of pimples and stuff, I would look in the mirror and I would see pimples and I would just feel unpresentable, right? I would say, oh, I can't go to school looking like this, um, Whatever it may be, right? Uh, these people up here are unpresentable. Why are they unpresentable? Look at their hair, right? We all know what it looks like to feel, feel like this guy. Can, can anybody relate to this guy right here? I can relate to this dude, right? Clearly, he probably has a brother or a friend when he was sleeping, just took a, took a razor or like a buzzer. It's a, yes. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, and you don't have to ask. You can just go. Uh, so, uh, um, anyway, so like, and this guy, he is, he's unpresentable, but he doesn't know it, which is really sad, isn't it? He thinks he looks okay. But seriously, this is, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. It's like paint. But, but, but that's my point, is that some of us know we're unpresentable, and some of us think we look good. Right? And this is just a cartoon that I found. What is the opposite of unpresentable? Presentable, good enough, not bad, becoming, Right? We all want to be presentable, we all want to be good enough, we all want to be not bad, we all want to be becoming. And we know what it feels like to be unpresentable. And that's what this is, is talking about. When it says that you were alienated from God, right, we were unpresentable before God, and we were reconciled to God and he, in order to present us holy and blameless. A lot of people think that we've got to work out our holiness and our blameless, is that we become presentable through God by doing good things or doing good deeds or whatever it may be. But the, but the, but the, the, the closer that we're, we think to God by our actions, the further we are away. The closer we think to are to God because of our moral actions and our do-gooders, we're more like this guy. We think we look good, but we don't. 
What, what it means to be near to God is to be like this guy, to know that we are unpresentable, to know that we can't stand before him on our works and our deeds, that we can't be reconciled by our own work, that we are, we are not holy and blameless, but we come to Jesus in our sorrow and say, Lord, help me, make me clean, and we are made clean by faith, not by works, right? And that's what it means to be good enough, presentable, and not bad or becoming. That's what it means to be reconciled to God, is to come to Jesus once and forever, every moment by moment, to stand before God and to be presentable um, in Him. And I'm not going to read because we're kind of running out of time, so, but just the hope of reconciliation is that uh, we, we desperately have a need to be reconciled. We have a beautiful hope that we are. And, and, and that is a beautiful and wonderful thing. No longer do our sins alienate us from a holy God because He has made peace through His Son's death on the cross. As a result, we have access to God and His ongoing grace. Joy and hope are additional benefits. The confidence that one day we will see Christ and share His glory creates hope and joy now. What did Jesus do? He was born. Uh, he was, the incarnation happened. He walked a perfect life. It's called Jesus' sinless life, right? These are the works that we talked about. He died on the cross. He rose again. He ascended to God where he participates in his session, his intercession. He, he, he brings us his spirit in Pentecost, and one day he will return again. Why did all this happen? To reconcile us to him, right? Many people look at the what of Jesus, but they don't get the why. This is the why. This is why Jesus did what he did so that we could have access to God, so that we could stand in relationship to God, just like Adam and Eve once did in the garden. Even though that we still have sin, and even though that we still have shortcomings, and even though we still have disobedience, because it's not our work, it's not our deeds, it's not our lack of deeds, our presence of good spiritual deeds, right? It's not what we do, it's what He has done that we put our trust in, and that welcomes us to Him. So what what does this mean? So I just want to leave you with this. So how do, you, how do you live now, right? Now that you've been reconciled to God, how do you live? Well, God calls you to not just be reconciled to God, but be, to be reconciled with one another. That You'll experience uh, a lack of peace in your relationships. You'll experience hardship um, in your jobs. And as you create, uh, cultivate the earth, you have, you'll create, there'll be, there'll be torment and, and, and a lack of peace within your own heart. Um, what does this mean? Well, as Christ is to me, so am I to others. Say that with me. As Christ is to me, so I am to others. We were enemies of God, and Christ came to make peace with us, right? In the same way, you'll have people in your life that wrong you, or you can sense that there is a lack of the presence of peace in your relationship. What are we called to do? Are we called to just avoid it, detach ourselves from it? No, we're called to pursue it, right? We're called to be peacemakers, just as Christ has made peace with us. Not only does Jesus uh, invite us to God and make peace with God, but he also gives us a model for peacemaking. And just as Christ is to us, so are we to others. This is something that I pray for my children all the time, that they would know the peace of Christ and the things that God has done to make peace with them. But not just that, but they would be peacemakers for wherever they go, because what's because the world, right, is not a better place. And we can't save ourselves, like the song said earlier. But what we can do is we can carry out 
and we are empowered by God's Spirit to carry out the ministry of reconciliation uh, in all that we do to all that we to all that come in our way, right? Um, that has access to us. We have access to that. That's available to us, and um, it takes a lifetime of learning and walking and knowing what that looks like. Um, and you want to be a peacemaker in this world? It's very simple. Develop an intimate and personal relationship with Jesus Christ because you will see how he has made peace with you, which will propel you on what it looks like to make peace with others. Sound good?